Books, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. Classic redo. We haven't yeah. had to redo an yeah. intro in I a already, while. I already wished you a happy year, too, but yeah, I'm not did. doing it on air Eric's now. mic wasn't on, folks. Yeah. So it was just it would have been just me. That's our yeah. listener's dream. We only made it 10 seconds. Just me talking. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so what are you We're your one-stop shop for book news, book reviews, yeah. literary news. I don't think you said the part about what kind of podcast we are. Yeah. What? We're a one-stop shop. No, but I mean the... We're the official podcast? Oh, oh. The David oh. A. Hell. The official award-winning hey, podcast of the award-winning David A. Howell Public Library. Eric and I recently were nominated for and won the Southern Tier Library System's Best Use of Social Media Award. So yeah. the Southern Tier Library System covers five counties. So yeah. we went up against a lot of libraries. Yeah. And all the books came out ahead. So, Woo-hoo. Eric, congratulations to Thanks, you. Man. Congratulations to you. Oh, thank you. Uh, there was something else I wanted to say about this. I can't remember. It's year two. Yeah. This is great. It's a great yeah. time. We were this recently... is the Batman comic where he goes up against the Reaper. Yeah. So okay. it's not very good. It's not no. as good as year one. We were recently featured in the Wellsville Daily Reporter. Yeah. So we want to thank them for that. Check out the uh, next issue of the Cuba Patriot because we also had a little write-up in that. Yeah. So that was fun. Killing it. I know. Also, we're all over the place. Uh, Angelica Radio. Do you want to give a shout out yes. to Angelica Radio? Angelica Radio, which uh, they've been airing us since I think episode five. What do we call them? Jellies? Hey, jellies. Yeah. This, this is a shout out I for like you it. specifically. Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> they've been airing us uh, Wednesday nights at nine o'clock yeah. uh, since I think they picked us up at episode five. So almost the whole run. So okay. if you're listening on Angelica, now you can stream it on yeah. the Angelica Radio station or you can tune in to 92.7 FM. Yeah. So if you're, if you're just. 92.7. Uh, yeah. FM, yeah. you should be listening. I love it. I love Angelica. it. So now, uh, congratulations, first of all, to the Angelica Community yeah. Radio Station for officially hitting, getting their yeah. FM signal up and out there yeah. to the world. Thanks for letting us be a part of it. We're excited. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk about the Hugo Awards. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Later. That's a science fiction award. It sure is. However, we got bad no, news for tell Nick. tell them that up ahead of time. We got bad news for Nick. Okay. Because, uh, as you remember, I'm your okay. agent. Yes. And so your year contract just gave out oh my gosh so uh we got to renew it okay unfortunately there's no more money in the budget no yeah okay so well, i'm gonna have to get my lawyer clint mcgavin in oh here. no he's the best in the business yeah. he hasn't had a lot of um hell, uh, work at this time i think because obviously he's from the cowboy era right. so i had to get brando sando and right. phillips again uh, i'm not sure he is from the cowboy era i think he's just from like modern day the West. Uh, actually, if you listen to the other things, you'll see that he clearly right, was Smarticus. from the old. Hey, 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 hey Smarticus Keep here it. just talking. Keep... If you recall, oh, the original things were about a stagecoach robbery, okay. so I think that clearly puts All him right. in the 1800s. Stagecoach robberies can happen today as well. Uh, you're over-exaggerating the, right, the realism don't, of that. Don't you have a war to not no, fight in? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, you don't have a war to not fight in? I don't want to talk in? about it. All right. I'm just as big and strong as the next no, guy. No, you're not smart. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I am. I want you to flex right now. I'm doing next it. Next to this can of peas. I'm already doing it. Are you? Yeah. That's a flex? Yes. Oh, boy. You need help. You need you help. You know what? Take this can of peas and just eat everything from it. I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> Woo. What a yeah. fun. Fun? Yeah. Are we going to call that fun? Yeah. I don't know. Eric, where's that your That was book? a year one... Yeah, I know. Uh, Boy, that was a greatest hit. Yeah. Best of. Wow. Which, which I guess we're done. Once if, we release our greatest hits album, we're all... That's we're true. All, I it, wish the, that you bought us some Cokes for this occasion, like yeah. you used to in the olden days. Yeah. yeah. Well, Man. the podcast didn't pay for that. I paid for that. I know. Out of your own hard-earned money. <laughs> so... I appreciate that. What were you asking? I'm asking, where's your I don't want to do the podcast for real. Let's just... No, Let's just keep it. chatting Eric, like please, this. No. Come on. Tell all me. Right. Tell me what you've been reading, buddy. Okay. So, I still need to finish uh, Cure for the Common universe you know what the problem is with I this don't. book no i really don't when i'm reading it it's enjoyable mm. but i never 
have a desire to pick it back up. Yes. I know that feeling so, exactly. And I, I read like 70 pages in one shot. Yeah. And then I put it down. I'm like, and I got to finish it. I'm so yeah. close. But I don't know. Maybe okay. I just don't. I don't care if the kid gets out of this uh, well, rehab in time to yeah, meet. That's a To problem. go on his date. Yeah, you need he, to care about that. He's kind of a jerk. Hmm. And I'm I'm waiting for the part where he, this, we're constantly. Uh, this, and this is a YA novel. This is a YA novel. Who's the author? About a, oh, boy. Sorry. I don't have it with me. Okay. I feel bad. But The Cure for the Common Universe is about a boy. He has to go into a video game rehab. He's a video game addict. Oh, I remember. Right. His dad put him in it. The problem is he's kind of a jerk. And there's moments where he's like, oh, I realize I'm a jerk now. Or I have these problems of mine, not that big of a deal. But then they don't last. Mm -hmm. And then he goes right back into being a jerk. That's not fun. And so it's hard to like, I like the supporting characters more because they're not as much. It's hard when when you can't like relate or at least like. Yeah. Unite behind not liking the main character. The it's con- hard. The concept Chris, of Christian McKay Heidecker. There the we way, go. The Thank author. you. Yep. The concept of a, of a rehab facility that treats uh, its programs like a video game. Yeah. Like you have to gain these experience points and you have to play. It's fun. And I mean, I'm not having any problem with the video game references when he's like, he mentioned something. Is like it's like being out of Shadow of the Colossus and just went on. I'm like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But like, if you didn't know, the common man. Yeah. So. Anyway, shout out to Shadow Colossus. That's yeah. a great game from the PS2 go. era. I think you can Fun. get the uh, HD remake it. for the PS3. I never played it. With All right, so anything else besides that one? Yeah, I've, as soon as I'm done with that, or before I finish that, if the way <laughs> things are going, yeah. I have uh, What's a Dog For? It's a nonfiction book about dogs, the science of, and uh, okay. our, their relationship to us, humans. Huh. Funny. Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm also going to start quoting people by not naming them, just by saying a human. Huh. So like, a human says... Hmm. You know? Yeah. You think that's good? No, but it's, <laughs> okay. but it's unique. All right. Anyways, I'm kind of excited for it. Okay. Because, you know, I have a dog. I love dogs. And then I'm also going to read The uh, Love May Fail by Matthew Quick. Matthew Quick. Yeah, I'm excited. I better read too. it quick in time for that I book know. club. Actually, um, more people signed up for that book club than in book clubs in the past. So we sort of ran yeah. out of copies. So I just had to buy my own copy. So well, I there you go. Take it away from someone. Yeah. But, Same author uh, as Silver Linings Playbook. Silver which Linings I Playbook. Loved. Yeah, which uh, we both loved that. So no, I, I loved it. You probably loved it more than me, All I right. think. But I really did I love loved it. it. You loved it so much <laughs> that you refused to talk about it for That's fear true. that it might be tainted by the yeah, opinions by of your, others. Yeah. So I appreciate uh, <laughs> your deep love for it. Anyway, Love May Fail is uh, Matthew Quick's follow-up to Silver Linings Playbook. We're reading that for contemporary classics. Is it because so there's another book called um, The Good Luck of Right Now? Is Do you know? I thought this was the next one. Okay. I don't know. We can check. We'll have Roger look into it. Mm, but I, I don't think he heard you. Don't. Oh, okay. Don't, Let's just yeah. keep quiet. We no, don't, no. Nope. We, we don't want you to do anything. We don't want to get his attention. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, just move it on. Yeah. I, I finished. Are you done? Sorry. I didn't mean to go. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm done. Uh, I finished a couple in... Uh, in preparation for today's talk, Ooh. so we won't get into them now. But I read Invisible Republic number one, uh-huh. and I read the All Div- Republics Are Invisible. Thank you. No, I, I read The know. Divine by Asif Hanuka. <laughs> I read that. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll talk about well, that. We can talk about that later. I finished Blue Screen by Robert Parker. Blue's Clues? Mm, no. I have read a lot of Blue's Clues books recently, <laughs> though, true. because my son's into You'd be that. Very right good now, at that. So, yeah. Yeah. I could. We could do a whole Blue's Clues okay. spotlight. Uh, the Steve versus Joe debate would rage on for okay. years. Anyway, I finished Blue Screen, which is Sonny Randall number five. Sonny Randall is uh, Robert Parker's uh, female detective yeah. uh, PI. Yeah, played great by, series, uh, really enjoyed it. Wanted to be played by it. It was written for Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. It was like, yeah, the, yeah and it never it never came to be. So anyway, uh, back in episode 28, a Hamburger's Bookmark, when we did a, a spotlight 
on uh, Robert yeah. Parker. Yeah. A um, pickle is a hamburger's bookmark. It is. That yeah. was what we learned from episode twenty-eight. Sure. Yeah, we had um, Eileen Texa, our former auditorium director here, and she and I got to talking about how uh, Robert Parker's style is recognizable, but each of his characters within that have like their sort of their own subset of right. style. So you wouldn't. Like you wouldn't read a, a passage and and be like, oh, I wonder which character that is. Like it's mm-hmm. very clear; they're all distinct. So the weirdness with Blue Screen is that it is a Sonny Randall novel, right? But Jesse Stone, mm-hmm. from my favorite of the Parker series, uh-huh. plays an almost equal role to Sonny in this. Uh-huh. So they meet, they have a relationship. He's uh-huh. there the whole time, and it's just weird hmm. because the 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 Jesse Stone style sort of dominates the book. So it's like reading Sonny Randall. Through, through a lens of Jesse Stone, which is very weird. Okay. So it was probably my least favorite Jesse Stone or Sonny Randall book. Okay. I still liked it because I like Parker's writing, but it was odd. My wife had the same experience. Uh, I really like Jesse Stone. She loves Sonny Randall, and she hasn't read a standalone Jesse Stone. And so when she read it, she was like, what is this? <laughs> and when I read it, I was like, oh, well, it's just because Jesse Stone is dominating. That style right. sort of... So weird, weird, weird. Uh, I'm, right. And they, they have a few more crossovers together, so hopefully the Kings got worked out in this one, and I am looking forward to the others. But So okay. finished Blue Screen. Moved on to A Life Without George by Irene Campen. So if you remember a few months, maybe weeks, whatever, back I read Europe Without George, which is like the sequel to this book. Right. Could not find a copy of Life Without George anywhere right. on all of the internet. But I got it through interlibrary loan. Good job, man. One of the many services we offer here. That's true. David A. Howe Public Library. Just when Uh, you think you know about every service that David A. Howe Public Library provides, there's a new one. But that's a very common service uh, for many libraries. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Our our ILL lady, Anne, was able to find it in another library, got me a copy, and started reading that. I'm enjoying it. I'm also reading Goong, Volume 14. You know this? Goong. Oh, that's a Korean manga. Yeah, yeah, Korean manga. Uh, There was also a show called palace or princess hours okay based on it um my wife and i have been reading these for like years all right see what you're doing caught back up but you were looking the other way while reading oh yeah away from the microphone you're right eric likes to lecture me on my microphone i'm just i'm just trying to help everybody me you our listeners people who don't listen in okay i I didn't say listen i said listen i know it was pretty bad it was listen sounds like a really bad uh mouthwash listen yeah (laughs) Geez, you're listening today? It's like, it's the kind of mouthwash you'd buy out of the back of someone's trunk. Hey, you want some mouthwash? I got some uh, Listen. L- Listerine? Yeah, it's like Listerine. <laughs> yeah, Listen. <laughs> okay. I feel that's... like that character's been living inside you for years. I know, he just, it came so quickly, I couldn't believe it. So, all right. Have you been hawking stuff outside of your van? Yeah, yeah, I have, I have. All right, so let's do, let's do some book news. So we're going to tell you some oh stuff that's... Uh, coming way down the road here I'll, I'll give us a start i usually ask eric if he wants to go first but today i'm not going to do that because i've learned uh so coming up oh, that you don't want to go first oh i do this time really no actually oh. something happened with my browser and now all these books have disappeared wow don't nice. worry i'll find them it's really realistic all right so coming out in large print this is one that we discussed uh a while back coming out in standard print we're also getting this one in large print so large print fans you're in luck the last days of night by Graham Moore, coming to you in large print. A thrilling novel based on actual events about the nature of genius, the cost of ambition, and the battle to electrify America from the Oscar-winning screenwriter of The Imitation Game and New York Times bestselling author of The Sherlockian. This is the movie that's going to star Eddie Redmayne? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. so this is coming out in large print, too. So everyone... uh, And to a theater near you! That's right. Also coming out in large print uh, a couple months from now, The Rules of Love and Grammar. Mm. This is, of course, about beloved actor Kelsey Grammer, 
Just kidding. Oh, I know. Man, I was great. so excited. I know. You know what? I have read Kelsey Grammer's uh, autobiography. Doesn't he's, he just spend a lot of time like drunk driving he's into a walls? Weird, yeah, it's yeah. true. He's a weird dude. Yeah. It was. I was an enjoyable book, but okay. that's neither here nor there. Sure. The Rules of Love and Kelsey Grammer by Mary Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> a woman's find. A woman finds love and closure. Oh, you thought I was going to say grammar. A woman finds love and closure and rediscovers herself when she returns to her roots in the enchanting new novel from the author of the irresistible Blueberry Bake Shop and cafe oh that sounds delicious mm. i would go there would yeah. you I yeah kinda, i kind of want to read that book now all right huh mary sims is, is the author of this large print so let's talk standard oh boy oh boy america's favorite america's sweetheart america's storyteller james patterson himself okay a couple of book shots coming oh your way God. coming your way october 6th coming out we have the french kiss Ooh. That's a movie. Inter- With Meg Ryan and Matthew Broderick. Kevin Klein. Matthew Broderick. No, that's Addicted to Love, and it's a terrible movie. But French Kiss with Kevin Klein and Meg Ryan is great. Oh, okay. Uh, Detective Luke Moncrieff won. So a new new character. We're seeing a new character yeah. in, introduced in the bookshot. So we'll see if that translates into a I'm novel. I'm sure we'll... Uh... He'll spin uh, off into his own bookshots collection. <laughs> Probably. It's hard enough to move to a new city, but now everyone French detective Luc Moncrief cares about <laughs> is being killed off. Welcome to New York. Bum, bum, bum. Latest bookshot. Another bookshot. <laughs> oh, my God. This one's coming out even sooner, September 6th. I had to give it now so I didn't step on Eric's toes. Yeah, you're, you're getting I think we need to give you some, like, uh, if it's this many weeks hey. until now, the book it's not in advance The bookshots come out bi-monthly. There's nothing I can do about this. Okay. Hunted by James Lucky Patterson year. and Andrew Holmes. Oh, D- uh, Delilo was the author on the co-author on the other one. Sorry, it I doesn't that. matter. Hey, do you think people read the, matters to his Do you think family. people read James Patterson books based off of what co-writer is involved? I do. do I you do. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't. Uh, I really like. Um, oh, geez, Marshall Carp. Okay. I like Marshall Carp. He does the NYPD Red stuff, mm-hmm. and he does a few others um, that he co-authors with him. Those I really like. Okay. Maxine Pietro, uh-huh. not a fan. Okay. So, what about? Pietro Romanoff, uh, Colossus of the X-Men. Yeah, I like him. Okay, yeah, cool. I, it's yeah. not Romanoff, but yeah, I like him. Rasputin. I know. You're right. You're thinking of Natasha Romanoff, who's the Black yeah, Widow. I can't believe I just called Colossus I Pietro Romanoff. That I feel was like embarrassing. It's Rasputin, because I, later, yeah. in a comic book that came out like 10 years ago, they hinted that maybe he's related to actu- the actual Rasputin. Look out. Yeah. Hey, have you read that Black Widow uh, YA book yet? No. I really, Black I Widow want, Forever Red? Yeah, I want to read, read that it sometime. No. Don't you I have get, it? I, yeah, I got an advanced <laughs> copy of it yeah. a long time ago. It's no longer advanced, but I okay. still have it. That's true. I would like to read it. Anyway, Hunted, James Patterson, Andrew Holmes. Someone is luring men from the streets to play a mysterious high-stakes game in the English countryside. Former Special Forces officer David Shelley will go undercover to take them down, but this might be a game he can't win. Huh. I gotta tell you something. I only read one of the book shots, but I get the appeal. Yeah. You know, because, like... I'm always I just I've got a lot going on. You know what I mean? Like with yeah. the book clubs and everything. It's nice to be. But you able don't to take just public like, transportation. I don't. Although I have Allegheny Transit worked pretty well for me for yeah. a while there. Uh, but I get it. Like mm-hmm. being able to sit down and pop these out in a couple hours. It's mm-hmm. nice. So I understand where he's going for. Yeah. Uh, Jody Pickle, Small Great Things. Uh, this is coming out standard print. Uh, coming out October 11th. Ruth Jefferson is moving on up. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Ruth Jefferson is wow. a labor and delivery nurse at Connecticut Hospital with more than 20 years' experience. During her shift, Ruth begins a routine checkup on a newborn, only to be told, this is about something happening to a baby. I can't. All right. Maybe you should stop now. Jody uh, Cole has a new book coming out. Uh, okay. Just keep 
All right, I'll keep going. Only to be told no, a few minutes later that she's been reassigned to another patient. The patients are white supremacists and don't want Ruth, who is African-American, to touch their child. The hospital complies with their request, but the next day, the baby goes into cardiac distress while Ruth is alone in the nursery. Does she obey orders or does she intervene? With incredible empathy, intelligence, and candor, Jody Pickle tackles race, privilege, prejudice, justice and compassion and doesn't offer easy answers small great things is a remarkable achievement from a writer at the top of her game hmm. Hmm. jody pickle tackling hardcore hmm. racism interesting coming yeah. out uh october 11th small great things hey did you ever read the wonder woman run that uh, jody pickle did? oh so bad it wasn't very good no, no. interesting though I, it's mm, a, well interesting in like a train wreck way well i mean the, the idea of it is interesting to take like a, a novelist like this and sort of cross over yeah. because it was presented like a Jodie Pickold style too like the cover was just like yeah. her novels and everything well it's it was successful in making it that I would never read a Jodie Pickold novel yeah, okay so. well Preston and Child so oh, this is Douglas she Preston she has this thing about the cliffhanger she's like isn't it a great idea I was like no that's stupid hmm. you're stupid I don't I read that run I don't remember hating it oh well it's like who is Diana Prince that whole thing no, the who I, who is Diana Prince is uh, Diana Prince. Are we talking about the same one? I'm talking about yeah. the Wonder Woman where. Uh... Oh, it's who is Wonder Woman, and Donna Troy is Wonder Woman for yeah, a while. That's not Jodie Cole. No, but that's the, it's in it's in that run. I think it's Gail Simon at the beginning. Yeah, but then never mind. <laughs> It, Jody Picoult picks up that storyline. Yeah, it goes. That's I remember reading it, liking yeah. that, and then Jody Picoult came in, and then it was and terrible. It, okay, went off the rails, and then it right. got a little better. So, Wonder Woman fans, maybe avoid the Jody Picoult run. Yeah. Jody Picoult fans, check out Wonder Woman. Why not? <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's your way to go. Yeah. Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child together again for book sixteen in their Pendergast Pender, <laughs> Pendergast series, The Obsidian Chamber, coming out October twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. A tragic disappearance. After a harrowing otherworldly confrontation on the shores of Exmouth, Massachusetts, Special Agent AXL Pendergrast is missing. Where in Massachusetts? Exmouth. E-X-M-O-U-T-H. Yeah. A shocking return. Sick with grief, Pendergrass Ward Constance retreats to her chambers. Uh, is that still a thing? Mm-hmm. Beneath the family mansion at 891 Riverside Drive, only to be taken captive by a shadowy figure from the past. An international manhunt. A proctor, Pendergrass' longtime bodyguard, springs to action, chasing Constance kidnapper through cities, across oceans, and into a wastelands unknown. But in a world of black and white, nothing is as it seems. And by the time Proctor discovers the truth, a terrifying engine has stirred, and it may already be too late. That did nothing for me. Sorry, man. Did you like that? No. Did it seem No. Good? I haven't no. read the series. I haven't read the series either, but that didn't pull me in. Okay. Sometimes they do. Sometimes. Yeah. So that's what I got. What do you got coming up this very week? I'm uh, excited. I hope it's something good. Lovin' is what I've got. Mick Lovin' is what I've Superman? got. No, it was just a song. Oh. But you've ruined it with your Mick Lovin'. Comment. Actually, no, you didn't. It was fine. Hey, I didn't have you. anything to add. Cool. Uh, I've got books that are coming out the... Uh, oh, geez. I don't even know when these books are coming out. Yes, 23rd? I do. August 23rd, okay. 2016. Uh, the year of the second podcast. Not the, yeah. sec- the second year of our yeah. podcast. Yeah. Are we going to do a second podcast? I feel like we really don't A second podcast? Yeah, I feel like we've let down our listeners. By not having a spinoff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just me and Ben going off on our own. uh, This book is coming out November 15th. Just kidding. See, that's what it would have been like, though. Yeah. You would have been like, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like what you're doing. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. What do we got for nonfiction? Uh, A Little Thing Called Life. I'm Loving Elvis Presley, (gasps) Bruce Jenner, and Songs in Between by Linda Thompson. Linda Thompson... Uh, was a star of 
Hee-haw. Did I say that right? Hee-haw? And she loved Elvis Presley and Bruce Jenner? Yeah. And huh. the songs in between. Okay. So, I, did you ever watch... I've never watched a single I've seen, of... like, clips from Hee-haw. Okay. I'm not a big Hee-haw fan. Is it, what, I guess I think of Green Acres when I hear Hee-haw. I don't... I honestly... I can't tell you enough about... All right. You can't tell me enough? No, I mean, <laughs> enough for it to amount to Okay. Anything. The perfect horse... The daring U.S. mission to rescue the priceless Stalin... Oh, sorry. Not Stalin. The daring U.S. mission to rescue the priceless... Please come to rescue me. <laughs> the priceless stallions kidnapped... I'm priceless. ...by the Nazis. Oh, no. So apparently the Nazis were stealing priceless stallions as well. Wow. Yeah. Anything they get their hands on. Yeah, really? Man. So... When's George Clooney going to make that movie? Yeah. He would, too. I know. It seems like a George Clooney film. Spielberg, he, get on this one. What's he doing these days, George Clooney? Is he still uh, around? He just did Money Monster. Money Monster? It came out, like, in April. Oh, boy. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. I don't think he's I like do. He's, like, the... He's the host of a Wait, money... Julia Roberts? Yeah. Oh. I saw... The, I mean, I saw that it existed. I never yeah. saw it. It comes out on... Hey, I forgot to tell you this. In, in book news, it's not really book news, but uh, remember in episode 51 with Ben when he was here, we were talking about a Hologram for the King, the Dave Eggers yeah. novel. I saw the movie. When? Tom Hanks. I don't know. A couple nights ago. On DVD? Yeah. It was really good. Was it? It was. Oh. I didn't like the circle that much, uh, and this was like it was a very odd story. It made me want to read the novel. All right, uh, but it, Tom Hanks was really good in it. No All surprise, right. and it just went in uh, surprising directions. You sort of you start the movie thinking it's about one thing, and then uh -huh. by the end you're like, hmm, it's about something totally different. All right, so I would recommend it. Okay. and if anybody's read the book, I would like to hear what you think of it. So hit us up yeah. at all the book show on Twitter. Yeah, um, continue. The Mannings, Ooh. the fall and rise of a football family. Hey, hey, hey. See, that was that was a tricky title because normally it's the rise and fall. Yeah, but it's a they fall. fell first and then they and rose. Then they rose Do you know? Can you name me a Manning? I both of them. Eli Peyton. Yeah. There you go. You did it, right? right? Yeah. And uh, you Cam did it, Manning. Cameron Mannheim also. Uh, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, from the practice. Right. The other the other Manning is uh, Archie Manning. I don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, I didn't... Was, the guy's first name is Lars, the guy who wrote the book. I'm not okay. looking for it. Well. So look for a book by a Lars yeah, about named, the Mannings. Someone named Lars. All right. Uh, the book, a cover-to-cover -cover exploration of the most powerful object of our time by Keith Houston. Mm. This guy looks about 12. I'm sure he's not an authority on books. Okay. So, but hey, we may love books, but do we know what lies behind them? I don't know. In the book... Keith Houston, 12-year-old, reveals that the paper, ink, thread, glue, and board from which a book is made tell as rich a story as the world's on its page. Do the they? Civilizations, empires, humans, ingenuity, and madness. I don't think they do. No, it's an inventive, tactile history of this 2,000-year-old medium. I don't think I'm going to... All right. No. <laughs> calls it uh he calls the book a oh no information technology i thought he called it an infamous technology okay i'm sorry i'm gonna get off this all right first star i see tonight by suzanne elizabeth phillips uh suzanne elizabeth phillips is actually nick's uh mother-in-law hmm so no that's not her name at all oh no different name entirely i guess i thought it was no you're always talking about her yeah it was like so i had suzanne elizabeth phillips over and you uh for dinner she's my mother-in-law the mother you, of my wife. You're remembering that wrong. Oh, all right. No. Now, Susan Elizabeth Phillips is a stranger to Nick. Yeah, she is. Really? Yeah. Not... She is. All right. Pen pals. Yep. My my actual mother-in-law could school you on Star Trek, though. What? I'll tell you that. Where'd that come from? I'm just saying. She could. I, I mean, probably. She definitely could. There's no problem I don't know why you had to bring it. that up. I'm just telling you. It's very aggressive. Well, sorry. You know what? 
Like, do you accept? It. Do you accept, yeah, the, accept her implied challenge? challenge? Okay. Me. All right. Your mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Star Trek the dreams. Star Trek battle. Okay. Oh man, I'm gonna get crushed. <laughs> we can all agree, no Deep Space Nine. <laughs> we'll <start laughs> there. This has been the nerdiest moment of the podcast, yeah, sure. which is really impressive because the the main focus is going to be the Hugo Awards, yeah. but what we just yeah. did was nerdier than that. So <laughs> okay, you've got the right attitude for this episode. Let me tell you. Hey, you know what, what? buddy? Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Wait, go on. I have the blue one. No, you always say that. Oh. Go back and listen to the tape. All right. All right. The tape? What are you, from the 60s? Yeah, I am. Oh. Rewind the tape. I got to hear this. <laughs> Wait, I have the blue one. There you go. Proof. <laughs> okay. Oh, I just swallowed my tongue. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I'm okay. Oh, wow. Uh, that's the last thing you want to do. It's probably right. the last thing you would do. Yeah, that's true. The Dollhouse oh, boy. by Fiona Davis. Not nice. The Doll Maker. That's Joyce Carol Oates. Mm-hmm. See, if you were reading both these books, that would confuse me as really much confusing. as uh, really confusing. Ace of Hearts mm-hmm. and Jack of Spades, whatever yeah. you did. Yeah. Hearts in Atlantis. Hearts, oh, my gosh. Jack of Spades. So The Dollhouse yeah. by Fiona Davis. Uh, that's what the boys like to call it, the bar... Bezian Hotel for Women, packed to the rafters with pretty little dolls, just like you. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, not you. Hey, it's hey, part hey, of the, hey, 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 don't, uh, no take backs. She arrives at the famed hotel in 1952. I'm, I'm just going to read the last paragraph. Doll. Yet, as Rose's obsession deepens, the ethics of her investigation become increasingly murky, and neither woman will remain unchanged when the shocking truth is finally revealed. What is that about? I don't know. You should only ever read the last. Hey, Andrew Gross kind of looks like Nathan Fillion. Have we talked about this before? Yeah. We have. I don't know. I didn't want to talk about it now, so I said yes. <laughs> okay. The w- Wait, what if that means Andrew Gross looks like Castle? Oh. You want to talk about that? Not really. All right. The One Man by Andrew Gross. Okay. Very last uh, thing here. Uh, mm-hmm. Now the government wants him to take on the most dangerous assignment of his life. Nathan must sneak into Auschwitz on a mission to find and escape with one man. Wow. Oh, this is set in 1944. Okay. That definitely adds... Makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, because now it's like, well, isn't it like just kind of a museum now? Right. So, like, hey, <laughs> yeah. we, we just need to get out of here. Get All out right. of this historical marker. Yeah. But, yeah, 1944, that's a... a whole different story. Yeah. That's, yeah whole so maybe story. if you're going to read the last paragraph, yeah. go back and read the first right. paragraph, like a Quentin Tarantino movie. I understand, movie. yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorrow Road by oh, Julia Keller. Oh, what a downer. 1944. Wow. What is going on? People love writing about 1944. Okay. It's World War II. Yeah. The Holocaust. Okay. Are you familiar? Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. Um, three young men from a small town in West Horrible. Virginia are among the American forces participating in D-Day, changing the fortunes of the war with one bold stroke. Hmm. How is that moment aboard a Navy ship as it barrels towards the Normandy shore related to the death of an old man in an Appalachian nursing home 72 years later. I don't know. My guess is he's one of those three people. Okay. Or maybe they saved somebody. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You intrigued? Yeah. Really? No. Oh. I just thought it would make for better radio. Yeah. I said I was. Yeah. Well, for that, I would need another co-host. Oh! Oh, oh my gosh. No. Oh, Eric, please pick up your mic. <laughs> okay. We're starting this uh, second year off kind of aggressive at each other. I know. Maybe we should calm down. I know. Hey, this, this is like this is where we were about episode nine. I that's think. true. Now we gotta get we gotta get back. Yeah, where yeah. were we two two weeks ago? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. This picture 
of this author is like one of those awkward family photos. It's him <laughs> holding his dog, but he's like making he's not smiling well. Anyway, I'm sorry, W. Bruce Cameron. No, you but, don't know you don't know uh, him anything. Repo Madness by W. Bruce Cameron. Did you say Reefer Madness? No, Repo Madness. Oh. Reefer Madness is a what era? Sixties? Seventies film? I think it's fifties. Wow. Uh let's see. It's a laugh out loud thrilling adventure. He's a best selling author. Uh-huh. Rudy McMahon, former college football star, now Calcasa, Michigan Repo Man is okay. finally getting his life back on track. Wow. He has a beautiful fiance, Katie Lautner, a somewhat stable job stealing cars in a lazy, lovable stealing cars. basset hound. Oh. Maybe he says, anyways, what were we going to say? Uh, He's got Alan's a nice, voice uh... returns, and Rudy and Alan work together to bring down a corrupt banker, win back Katie's love, and stop a serial killer before you can strike again. Look out. Yeah. I can't tell if this is a dog book. I can't either. Or, I don't know. Are you going to read that? No. All right, Batman Ooh. slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> Volume One by James Tinian Fo- the Fourth. Oh yeah, the Dark Knight and the Heroes in a Half Shell collide in the comics crossover event of the year. Oh, Has yeah, this that, never happened before. It's the kind of thing that I've always wanted but never knew until New just York this moment. City. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles face the battle of a lifetime, wow. fighting both the fearsome Foot Clan. And their leader, the Shredder, and the alien forces of General Krang. What do you know? Which is which is exactly Krang's plan. Now a single-dimensional warp can rid him of both his greatest rivals at once. Hmm. Gotham City, from the Penguin to Killer Croc to Ra's al Ghul and beyond, the caped crime fighter called Batman already has his hands full protecting his city. Suddenly a new enemy emerges. The Shredder <gasps> and his ninja followers Look transported out. to Gotham and unleashed upon an unsuspecting world. Now they're on the hunt for the technology that will help them return home and conquer Gotham City in the process with the help of Batman's deadliest rogues. But heroes come in all shapes, and the Dark Knight does not fight alone as the Cape Crusader joins forces with Leonardo, Donatello, yes. Michelangelo, Raphael, and I love Master it. Splinter. I Can love the Bat, it. the Rat, and the Turtles take down the most vicious <laughs> villains from two dimensions? I want to read this yeah, right I now. I think we have to. We got to get this for the Consider library. that a purchase suggestion yeah. right there. <laughs> That was great. Okay. That's funny. Who, who are the Batman villains you want to see teamed up oh boy. with uh, Shredder? I, I don't know. Not the Joker. That's a little like, yeah, too chaotic. Too yeah. Scarecrow? Bane? I don't know. Scarecrow? I don't know. Yeah. That's I a good see one. Scarecrow. What, what would the turtles' fears be if they were exposed to Scarecrow's gas? I don't know. Dryness? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Give me the water. Uh, man, that sound is all kinds of exciting. Yeah, it does. Here's the thing, though. It says the Dark Knight does not fight alone. He uh-huh. does. Yeah, he that's does. kind of his thing. Yeah, though he does have sidekicks. Do you think uh, his sidekicks gonna show up? That uh, would that'd be it for you. Yeah, I would if it was be. Batman, the Ninja Turtles, and Nightwing and Robin. Yeah. yeah, Batgirl. I know. All right, you want to talk about uh, uh, the New York Times bestsellers list? Yes, I'm All excited. Right. All right, I always we... like hearing what they are. Yeah, sure. Um, Go let's on. See if anything. It's funny. We were right. Uh, Girl we on the Train is just Girl on the Train and uh, the other one. All the light we be- cannot see. No, me before you. They were just like gone as soon as they went to paperback. Yeah, the hardbacks are just sitting on the shelves waiting yep. to be torn apart. Who needs them? Number ten, The Girls by Emma Klein. In the summer of 1969, a California teenager is drawn to a Manson hanging in there like cult. Uh oh, hey, you did it. I did it. Good job. So I read that book. Number nine, All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dewar. Still there. Are you gonna read it? It's still there. Don't you have a book club coming up with that? No. No. 
No, okay. we're doing we're doing Girl on a Train. Hey, number eight. This is a drop. Mm-hmm. The Black Widow by Gabriel Allen. Nope, Gabriel Allen is the character by Daniel Silva. <laughs> oh boy, that was rough. I got his name wrong twice. <laughs> yes, you did. Sweet Tomorrows, number seven. This is by Debbie McCumber. Okay. This is one of twelve books she has coming out this week. Uh huh. No, I'm kidding. That that sounds right. All right. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Number six, The Woman in Cabin Ten by Ruth Ware. <gasps> Ruth uh, Ware. 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 <laughs> number five, Three Sisters, Three Queens by Philippa Gregory. Oh boy. The ties and conflicts among three royal women in the court of Henry the Eighth. Henry the Eighth. Yeah. Okay, I remember him. Which Henry is that? I can't keep track of decapitating all the Henrys and Georges. Yeah. It's too much. Oh, he was the one constantly beheading his wives. Yeah. Because they were bearing sons. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. All right. Number four. Okay. Bullseye! (gasps) That's the name. By James Patterson and Michael Ludwig. How do you feel about Ludwig? Haven't read a Ludwig. All right. So this is Michael Bennett. Okay. That's a Michael Bennett. Haven't read a Michael Bennett story. All right. Truly Madly Guilty by Leanne Moriarty. Mm. Nick does not like this title. No, I don't. Number two, new this week. Mm. I'm ready. No, that's the title of the book. Just kidding. (laughs) Number two, Insidious by Catherine Coulter. You know, I have never read a Catherine Coulter book. The book has a a Venus Venus flytrap, right? I love everything about that cover I love. Scary. Like the The colors. Yeah, the purple, the colors. It's very unique. You know why you like the purple and green? It made me want to pick that up and read it. It's a comic booky combination of purple and green. I guess that could be. It's like a supervillain, like Mysterio. Joker. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're... Lex Luthor. Makes sense. My shirt has a sticker on it still. This shirt provided to me by my sister Erin. Thank you. Wow, shout out to Erin. Hi, Erin. Yeah. Now, this is a sister that I've never met. Yes, right. But she is real. She's real. You're not making her up. She got me this chili pepper shirt. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Number one. Oh, this is two weeks on the list. The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. A slave girl has towards freedom on the network, envisioned as an actual tracks and tunnels. Hmm. Ah. All right. So. That's it. That did it. There we go. That's the New York Times bestsellers, Hmm. according to New York Times. Right. What do they know? Yeah. Do you want to. uh, Their own criteria. Insidious is actually number one for the combined print. Really? Yeah. Uh, huh. in, in it's funny. I don't really think of Catherine Coulter as like a huge name anymore. Whenever it seems like she's the most prominent person in our book sale mm-hmm. every year. <laughs> well, uh, if we were doing combined print in ebook fiction, yeah, and that includes paperback, then right? So yeah. That's girl. Girl on the train is number two. Yeah. So it's still there. Yeah, it makes Hold sense. It out. I picked up a copy of Girl on the Train over the weekend. I found it at a thrift store in, like, perfect shape. Did you? Pretty big deal. You yeah, I it? also find uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Freaky uh, Styly. Freaky Styly. Very Second funky. Album. First album. Funky we, Funk. Yeah. We don't have that here, do we? No. What do we have? We have uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Okay. We have Californication. Yeah. And we have uh, their new album. A new one. Uh, the Getaway. The Getaway. Yeah. The getaway inside your car. That's the I really one. like the new album. I don't. I mean, I'm not like a long term Chili fan, like you, but I like the new one. I'm not that. I'm, mine's about 2002. Not long term. That was 14 years ago. No! <laughs> I don't think you meant that. I think you really thought that 2002 was recently. Isn't it? No. Spider Man came out in 2002. That was 14. You're telling me the first Spider Man movie is an old movie? No. Okay. I, I'm not. All right. No, it is an old movie. I couldn't handle it. Spider-Man 1 is so old, I would let it babysit my kid. That's how long that movie's been around. You let a 14-year-old babysit your kid? Yeah, if it was a responsible 14-year-old. Okay. If I, like, knew the family. That's true. Girls grow up fast. Yeah. So, they're more mature. Anyway. Lady Midnight by Cassandra Clare is on the young adult 
bestsellers list has been number one for about like 23 weeks. Wow. So it, is that part of the... the it's book, a Shadowhunters book. book. Immortals? Oh, okay. Good so okay. they grapple with the occult murders and first love. Interesting. Do we have it? Yeah. Hmm. It's in the young adult section. Do you find that it's popular? That's for another time. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, those books, I mean, 23 weeks. Yeah. I, I have not seen do you, anything else. Do you not see book. a correlation with the, like the best-selling books in our no, like, I do. highest just, circulating Just not ones? that one. Um, and I think it might be because it's a stand, it's like the, it feels like, looks like a standalone. Oh. Uh, but right now the, uh, City of Bone books. Yeah. Are like flying off the shelf all the time because really? the new, there's a new show. Is it out yet? I thought it wasn't out. The show's out. Oh, the show's okay. been on for what is it? Fuse or something? Fusion? I, I can't. Whatever ABC Family used to oh, be. Oh, okay. All right. Um, that movie was. Whew, yeah. Well, rough. I guess the shows, because those books were kind of just you know they were yeah. there but not check. They were get checked out every now and then. But yeah. since the show's been on, it's it's all the time now. Sounds like we need to get some paperback uh, tie-in cover versions That's, of those. Yeah. So, hmm. all right. Interesting. Okay. I'm close this. Good to know. Uh, New York Times review of yes. uh, What's a Dog For? <laughs> well, today, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about the Hugo Awards. Now, and that is the awards given out by the uh, Martin Scorsese film, Hugo. No. Oh, that's different. Oh, my gosh. I've been, I've been reading through a completely different list. <laughs> <laughs> so the Hugo Awards come out every year. What year do they start, Eric? Ah. Uh, you would ask me. All I'm sorry. Questions. I thought you would. They were first given in 1953 at the 11th World Science Fiction Convention. Okay, and then they've been going every year, and now they're even going back and doing classic. Right. Uh, okay. They've been awarded everywhere since 1955. They skipped around at first. Okay. So I think that um, I mean I have like no connection to the Hugo Awards, and I think sure. the only time that I've ever thought about the Hugo Awards was way back last August when we were doing this and you talked about the Hugo Awards I think that was the first time I'd ever given them any thought yeah man. but you seem like you're a little bit more in touch with the Hugo Awards uh, the Hugo Awards are actually considered to be one of the few awards that will increase book sales really that if you put Hugo winner on a sci-fi book it you're gonna have that book's gonna have better sales huh interesting so, which yeah, you know they find that we talked a little bit about Newberry and Kelvin yeah. Hodd, not necessarily um, same with Pulitzers yeah I mean we got the Pulitzer Prize winner didn't really do much yeah so, but Hugo Awards, I guess maybe like the fans of that genre are a little bit more into. Well, it is. It's a fan. Kind of it's yeah, fan yeah. voted. You have right. to have a membership to uh, whatever convention is providing it. But once you do, you can read and vote on a. You did, didn't you do that one? I year? did that in 2014. Okay, that sounds right for the 2015 awards. Right okay. before I got here. All right. So my my picks didn't win everything. Sorry. So it's okay. It's too bad. Um, actually, they've been giving out digital copies you if you sign up and uh pay for the membership they'll give you like well, a digital what is that do you know the digital oh the cost yeah it's like 70 dollars. okay so but then you get a lot of material right you get uh i did it the year the entire wheel of time series mm -hmm. was nominated so i got the entire wheel of time series in ebook form that was uh okay. we put it out on twitter one of one of the responses we got about yeah. the hugo awards was that was nominated uh didn't win none of the books okay. had ever none of the wheel of time books had ever been nominated yeah, i saw that when i when we but comment. there's a rule in the hugo awards that a finished completed series mm -hmm. if none of the other entries have been nominated can be nominated for a complete work wow so but it didn't win no hmm. uh well i got one vote from uh, all so, the books listeners the Justice Book one. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, I will remember. Incinerary Justice. So have you, you know, lately you've Justice. been going back and sort of catching up with these, yes, right? Yes, I find the Hugo list to be very helpful in terms of finding older sci-fi books okay. to read um, and classic authors and everything. Do you have a favorites that you've read? 
Uh, I do. Uh, we should we should have come up with a cool little structure for this because now it's like, yeah, I've got this. Um, one of the first winners was uh, Robert A. Heinlein. Mm-hmm. So Starship Troopers, Stranger okay. in a Strange Land, Double Star. Uh, he won his first one in 1956. For Starship Troopers? No, for Double Star. Okay. Starship Troopers was later on. Okay. It was in 1960. Do you have a favorite Heinlein book? Starship Troopers. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it started in 1955. It's been going on since. Um, right. And they they award for all kinds of awards. They have uh, Best uh, Novel, Best Novella. Mm-hmm. Best novelette, which mm-hmm. James Patterson would call Book, bookshot, bookshot, so this would say best bookshot. Best bookshot. James Patterson would take the gold for yeah, that. Yeah, boy, the James Patterson yeah. awards. And best short story. Okay. So best related work, which tends to be, uh, can be music, can be anything like that. I looked, um, I looked, especially in the short stories, I, I expected to find Jack Finney's name in there. Jack Finney, author of, of the Body stuff? Snatchers. And, but, I mean, he was really prominently known, especially in the 50s and 60s, for... Um, science fiction yeah. short stories he's got a couple of connection or uh, collections the third level is one i love galesburg mm-hmm. and springtime is another uh and they're great I, I think you'd really enjoy them they they have sort of um i don't know kind of a kind of a richard matheson vibe to them another big sci-fi short story writer okay but they're a little bit more hopeful i guess i would say uh, but the only thing that jack finney's on there for is uh the 1978 version of invasion of the body snatchers film Donald Sutherland and Leonard Nimoy was nominated, didn't win. The only time I found Jack Finney on there, I was a little disappointed. Okay. I don't have a long list of uh, winners that I've read, but I have read Starship Troopers, thanks to you. I read Ender's Game yep. because of a book club here. I read which Harry- is great. Yeah, sure. I read Harry Potter and the Go- uh, Goblet of Fire, Yeah, which is the only Harry Potter to win. Yes, that's true. But it's a which great, is weird. It's a- I don't know. Out of the four first ones I read, I would have probably given it to uh, the third one. Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel like the Goblet of Fire is a little bit more... It feels it feels like it's got a heavier, heavier like, fantasy element because of the competition and the kinds of things. They run, they're running into, like, right. you know, dragons and mermaids right. and you know, all sorts of stuff, so all I right. get it. Yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban came out in 2000. Um, it was nominated, but it did not win. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I've read that, too. Okay. But uh, then the other winner that I've read would be Fahrenheit 451. So uh, with the exception of Ender's Game, I've liked all the ones that I read. Uh, I've read a few of the, the you had a, ones. Ender's Game is a great book. Everybody who reads it, every, who's read it, knows that except okay. for you. I'm not saying it's a bad book. You're just I'm saying that I personally don't like, like it. At one point, he wrote something about a fart, and you just extrapolated that. Uh, first of all, it's extrapolate. What I say? I don't. You were like scrappy do or something. <laughs> If you, I w- I'm going to buy you an ebook copy of Ender's Game so you can do a word search for fart. Good. And you will find I wanna... 685 instances. But that's, that's not it. I just, don't, I just don't enjoy the story. And if you look, go find my Goodreads review. Because I will I say I in my Goodreads review, like, everybody loves this. So yeah. obviously, it's this is accomplishing something. Yeah. It's just me personally. I don't like it. Okay. That should be okay with you, my man. But it's, I know. It's not. Yeah. It's not, and I respect that. <laughs> Uh, I've also, for nom- nominees, I read Whatever Happened to uh, the Cape Crusader, which is a Neil Gaiman. Uh, I read um, C.S. Lewis's Space Trilogy, I read Narnia. Uh, and I want to read Old Man's War, which, uh, with John Scalzi, which was nominated but did not win. Which one? Old Man's War. Right, yes. Didn't win. As far as like the, the movies, I've, I've seen and loved a lot of the movies. Uh, Back to the Future, for one, okay. was a winner of that. What are some of your favorites that you've read? That I've read, let's see. Uh, the Demolished Man, which was the first winner by Alfred Bester. Mm-hmm. 
creator of the Green Lantern Oath. Yeah. Uh, Blackest Night. The Demolished Man was great. I really liked it. Um, let's see. What else have I read? Starship Troopers. Canticle for Leibowitz. Mm-hmm. Love that. Stranger Strange Land, not so much. Um, let's see. I didn't... Uh, I won't talk about the ones. Dune, as much as I d- didn't like it, I still have this, like, affinity for it. Okay. Have You You haven't read Dune. It's just been sitting on your personal I've shelf I've read forever. probably, yeah. I have a cool little box set of the first three books. I've picked up Dune a couple of times. I've read uh, probably the first 80 pages, and I just... Mm. It's yeah. so dense, yeah, it and is. it's so reliant on you yeah. basically knowing another language yeah, that great. he made up. I mean, you have to constantly That's, go back to the glossary. Dune is on like on this very short list I have of books I just need to reread again. You've read Dune. I've read Dune. And did you like it? I liked it when I read it. I mean, it was long, and it was you know hard to get through at times, but I did like it. There's some cool imagery it's in it. It's just... Um, yeah, well, I mean, it was another one. Like the, I think the concept of the world in Dune yeah. is an interesting one. I tried to watch the movie get, from the 80s, yeah. and I couldn't finish that. I just don't... I can't... Um, I just am so lost, I think, in the language yeah. and the terminology and everything. I just was constantly going back to the glossary. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't... All right. I think if you're really dedicated to it, and yeah. probably if, you have, if you're a little bit more familiar with with I would say fantasy more so than sci-fi kind of prepares you for that. That's true. You're right. So um, I think if that's your jam. Have you not read Slaughterhouse-Five? I thought no, you have. I actually have not read Kurt Vonnegut. So. Oh, okay. Maybe we have talked about that. Hopefully our former director, uh, Michelle, is not listening. Oh, he's yeah. your absolute favorite. Um, Ring World by Larry Niven. That one in 1971. Ring, Ring World. World. You always hear Ring Worm when I say that, but it's Ring World. I'm sorry, I just don't. I loved that one. Uh, let's see. The Forever War. I love that one by uh, Joe Helderman. Didn't Leviathan's Wake win? It did not. Star Tide Rising by David Brin. I okay. loved that. Neuromancer. Oh, no. Ender's Game. Speaker for the Dead. I did love. That's the sequel to Ender's yeah. Game. Hyperion. I loved by Dan Simmons. Mm-hmm. And uh, Green Mars. Uh, no. We have that series. Green yes. Mars, Red Mars. I have Blue Mars at home as well. Bluefish. What? what? <laughs> Nothing. American Gods I liked, but it's weird, and I wouldn't suggest it to a parent. Neil Gaiman? Yeah, I wouldn't suggest it to him. Okay. A graveyard Book I loved. Wind Up Girl I loved. Okay. And uh, Red Shirts I didn't like. Okay. So, anyway. So I guess uh, a lot of the winners that I've read, I've really liked. Well, that's good. I guess my plan is to eventually re- have read all the winners. Wow. Then I'm like, now what do I do? And then go through nominees. and just read the nominees. Yeah. Wow. Also, though, there's this other award called the Nebula Award. Mm. Uh, and that's also sci-fi and fantasy. I think okay. it probably is a little bit more keen on it's, fantasy. It's the Golden Globes. Of yeah. The- <laughs> um, and But that's good. But there's some crossover. There's a lot of crossover. Okay. Ender's Game won both. Neuromancer won both. Okay. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, the bunch. the current the current awards are out there now. We'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll post a list of the Two winners so you can see all that. Here are the... I will announce the winners. Exciting. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you when. All right. Okay. Here are the um, here are the nominees for this year for best novel. All right. Ancillary Mercy by Anne Leckie. I guess that's book four. Oh, okay. Oh, am I supposed to... I thought you were pointing at me to add commentary to these. Oh, you can if you want to. I was going to say you could do the next oh, one. Oh, okay. No, let's start it over. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Ancillary Mercy by Anne Leckie. The Cinder Spires by the... Oh, no, but I've already screwed it up. Aeronauts. I'm embarrassed. Can we cut this? No. Oh, my God. Cinder Spires, The Aeronauts, yeah. Windless? Yeah. Windlass. By, Windlass by Jim Butcher. I actually did kind of want to read that. Okay, we have I that. enjoyed The Dresden Files. Yeah. Uh, fifth Season by N.K. Jemison. Yeah. Seven Z's, a novel by Neil Stevenson. Now, that looked good to me, too. We have two copies of that, I believe. I think we do, yeah. That. And... 
Uprooted uh, by Naomi Novik. Uprooted is a young adult novel. We have oh, a young okay. adult collection. But right. I think it won the Nebula. Oh, okay. Already. Do, so. do you know, does that have any sort of, like, if it won the Nebula, does that make it more or less likely? Uh, Hugo, I didn't know the Nebula was before the Hugos. Oh, okay. So, right. I, don't so I don't know. Uh, I would, my guess is Uprooted is probably going to be the one that one that wins. Okay. Because uh, Celery Mercy is like part four okay. of a series. I, we have, um, we I don't actually think Jim Butcher has ever won. We have most, if not all, of those yeah. best novels. Uh, we should say that was out of th- uh, 3,695 nominating ballots. So yep. there was that many votes uh, for the nomination process. Mm-hmm. Came up with those five. Yeah. Best novella, Binti by Nendi Okavor. Mm-hmm. Oh, The Builders by Danielle Polanski. Penrick's Demon by Lois McCaster Bujold. Very, very good on that one. Thank you. Uh, Perfect State by Brandon Sanderson. Slow Bullets by Alistair Reynolds. All right. Have not read those. So no, Best Novelette, I think, is basically just a longer short story. Yeah. Um, so here's Best Novelette. And You Shall Know Her by The Trail of Dead by Brooke Bolander. Mm-hmm. Flashpoint Titan by Chia Kai Wai. Folding Beijing by Hao Jingfan, translated by Ken Liu. Orbits by Stephen King from The Bazaar of Bad Dreams. It's obits, like obituary. What'd I say? Orbits. Oh, like uh, the gum. Yeah. Uh, obits, I've, I've read that one, actually. Ah. Uh, Bazaar of Bad Dreams. Oh, uh, you have Some... to read this one, the next one, really really well, man. Okay. okay. Some people really like uh, the Stephen King short stories. Okay. I have not found that to be true with me. Well, that's good, because this is a novelette. Some of them, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. But it's But it's in the collection, The Bazaar of Bad Dreams, yeah. uh, which, which we have uh, multiple copies of that as well. Uh, I was not able to finish that book. I've been sort of going back and forth, but it didn't really grab me. Uh, finally, for Best Novelette, What Price Humanity by David Van Dyke. Uh, well, we can stop there, but I do want to talk briefly about the, um, jump down a little bit farther, do Best Graphic Story, because this is where I've actually read some of these. I, so, I've heard talk about these. the other two, uh, Aaron Dies Alone and Full Frontal Nerdery. How would you say that? Nerdy. Nerdy. Full Frontal Nerdity, those are both webcomics, okay. so they must have been collected together. All right, so the, the full the full for best graphic story are The Divine, written by Boaz Lavery, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Dies Alone, uh, Full Frontal Nerdity, Invisible Republic Volume 1, and The Sandman Overture, written by Neil yeah. Gaiman. So that Sandman Overture is like a prequel to The Sandman, or is it... Yeah. It's a prequel. Yeah, it's a, okay. Yeah. It's so we definitely have that in our collection. I yeah, know. it was great. We also have The Divine, and we have uh, Invisible Republic Volume 1. The Divine one. was weird? It was weird. I know because uh, I read them both yeah. here. The Divine, I don't really, like, I enjoyed it. but I, I don't, don't know what it's really getting know, at. No. I don't really so, know what the message is either. It was yeah. like... You can figure out what side of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> it seemed like it was a political Suddenly thing. it became very magic. It did, Out of yeah. nowhere. yeah. And, you know, I sort of liked that at first because yeah. it felt really grounded and then there was just, like, little magic yeah. sprinkling in. But it felt a little unresolved to yeah. me. Like, I, I don't know. Strange book. I didn't, yeah, I didn't grab, like, any profound meaning from it. Have you read Invisible Republic? I haven't. That I really enjoyed. You should check that out. Okay. Um, I think it's actually checked out now. But oh. uh, Invisible Republic was um, sort of split in between a, a journalist who discovered like a diary and then sort of uh, you see the original story that he's looking at in the diary. That puts up a really interesting world, uh, sort of a, I guess I wouldn't say post-apocalyptic, but like bad stuff has gone down and the world is not great mm-hmm. anymore. Um, but I thought that that was really... I was really engaged in that. I thought it was really well-written. I didn't realize until I finished it that mm-hmm. it was, like, volume one. I missed that somehow. So I was, oh, yeah. I was expecting more of a contained story. Got it. So I was left a little, like, 
Oh, at the mm. end because it, it oh, has image, sort of a image comics bum, 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 right. end to it. But okay. I would recommend that. I think it's good. I think it'd be it's a series I would like to follow. So okay, uh, have you read Sandman Overture? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I okay. loved it. It was like it, no time had passed in, okay. this, uh, in him writing Sandman. All right. So it was great. The art was great. The book was great. Very cool. emotional. Cool, cool. Uh, let's see. We should talk about dress, uh, best dramatic presentation. This is with movies. They're mm-hmm. long form and short form, mm-hmm. but uh, it's always funny. You can go and look at uh, old Hugo winners, yeah. and sometimes the best dramatic presentation is awarded no award. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, well, some past winners include some favorites of ours, like Jurassic Park. Yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. A couple of Star Trek. Star Trek Menagerie. There you go. Yeah. I love that. Star Trek, uh, all good things. That's next gen. All right. Uh, so here's what we got for this year. Number one, Avengers Age of Ultron, yep. written and directed by Joss Whedon. <laughs> Ex uh, Machina, written and directed by Alex Garland. Uh, Matt, you've seen that, right? Ex Machina? Yeah. yeah. Good? Yeah. All right. Mad Max Fury Road, written, written by George Miller, Brendan McCarthy, and Nico Lathoris, directed by George Miller. Yeah. The Martian, love that. screenplay by Drew uh, Goddard, directed by Ridley Scott. Mm hmm. I like The Martian. Yeah. Much prefer the book, but uh, the yeah. movie was solid. Yeah. Star Wars, a new, is, now this is a new sci-fi series yeah. called The Star Wars. Yeah, The Star Wars. Okay, and some, some sort of force wake yeah. is Do you notice that the awakens. title doesn't include episode seven? Yeah. But we all know it is. We do know I that. think it's because they didn't want people, they wanted to get new people who didn't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like new fans. So they just were like, well, don't call it episode anything. Well, only the prequels really make a big deal of the episode. Uh, I call Empire Episode 5. Yeah, but that's not really like... I don't think you would... I don't I think just, you assign those episode numbers to the other ones. It bothers me. It should say Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. I disagree. Well, you can shut I up. I don't think if the others were listed. <laughs> I think if, like, Return of the Jedi, I don't think it would say Episode 6. No, I would 6. put Star Wars Episode 6, Return oh, of the Jedi. Okay. I'd have to. Well, I think it's a personal preference. I don't think you could put No, I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really, I think it's just the prequels. That, what are you that, trying... Why are you focusing on no, this I just, now? I mean, it's interesting, because I, I think <laughs> the prequels are the ones that really emphasize that episode yeah. thing. But now, now you can't just be like, Episode 3, and then Star Wars, and New Hope. In fact, it's not even supposed to be A New Hope. It's just Star Wars. But those people who complain that it shouldn't say A New Hope should shut up. Wow. It's just called Star Wars A New Hope. Wow. Who cares? I'm not enjoying this, so I'm going to move All this right. on. <laughs> Best dramatic presentation, long form. or Sorry, short form. Uh, so this can be looks like episodic television. Yeah. Doctor Who, Heaven Sent, written by yeah. Stephen Moffat. Grim headache. I do not watch Grim. But I don't watch Grim either. Jim Jessica Coffin, Jones. Jessica, sorry. Oh, I thought we were saying the people. I don't yeah, care. Just right. say Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Smile. I don't think I got this far in the series, but I was enjoying that. It's the last episode of the series. Then I have not gotten no. that far. Uh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, The Cutie Map. That's funny. Yeah. Supernatural. Oh, parts one and two. Just My Imagination. Yeah. Supernatural. So. Man, props Doctor to Who, Supernatural. Doctor Who gets that long? Uh, nominated all the time for Does best it? short form presentation. People love Doctor Who. I am interested to see what wins long form uh, whether it be, I it won't be Avengers and it won't be Star Wars. Yeah, it's going to be Mad Max, Ex Machina, or The Martian. Probably it's going to be between Mad Max and Ex Machina. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'd be happy with any of those. Okay, so all right, um, interesting. Yeah. Well, you can you can find out more about the Hugo Awards on their website, yep. HugoAwards.org. org. Yeah. You can follow them on Twitter at mm-hmm. the Hugo Awards. It, you did you did it? Yeah, I did what? And they, uh, the winners will be announced now by the not-too-distant future Eric. Thanks, past Eric and Nick. 
Let's get to the winners of the 2016 Hugo Awards. For Best Dramatic Presentation in Short Form, you have Jessica Jones in the episode, a.k.a. Smile. For the Best Dramatic Presentation in Long Form, The Martian, with a screenplay by Drew Goddard and directed by Ridley Scott. Best Graphic Story was The Sandman Overture, written by Neil Gaiman, illustrated by J.H. Williams III. Best Short Story, Cat Pictures, Please, by Naomi Krinzer. Best Novelette, Folding Beijing, by Hao Xingfeng, translated by Ken Lau. Best Novella, Binti, by Nadi Okafor. And the best novel is The Fifth Season, by N.K. Jameson. And back to you, past Eric and Nick. Thanks, not too distant future, Eric. Yeah, really, boy, he did yeah. a great job. Yeah. I feel like he's really matured. Yeah, since we recorded the rest of the episode. Yeah, he, yeah. Boy, that uh, that long form uh, winner. Yeah, what a shock! Sure, right? sure was. Then, or uh, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, maybe it was. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. I yeah. guess. But so. uh, and the graphic. Did you see that coming? The graphic winner. Yes, you did see it coming. Okay. But yeah, or right, I didn't I know. So. I didn't know what to expect. Right, so yeah. you know, I don't really have any feelings either way. Yeah. So so you know, now that we've. Uh, are able to travel to the future a little bit. Yeah. We should just leave. Go right to the future. Huh. Say so now, long to the present. No, and I guess it depends on what rules of time travel you're following. Okay. Because either we go to the future and everybody's like, oh my gosh, you look the same and you've been missing for 40 years. Right. Or we have our future self there because the timeline picks up when we return. Uh, so I think the most logical one would be that we're just missing. I want the first one. Yeah. What we're missing? Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably what would happen. Like, where did you go? Yeah. All this, But also, I'd probably go to the point where, like, no one would recognize me. Right. So, yeah, like, no. 200 years in the future. Ooh, okay. That's usually the time, Bold. like, it takes a civilization to collapse. Probably. Who knows what America's called then? Who knows? Yeah. So. I don't know. We should, we should have talked to... Uh, the far distant future, Eric. Oh, we should. That would have given us yeah. some answers. Anyway. Yeah. Boy. Ooh, so, um, so the nebulas are coming out. No, the nebulas are out. I'm going to check that out right now as you vamp. Okay. Are you not going to vamp? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? You just froze. You're so much better at vamping. It was a bit, Eric. It was, it was oh, okay. a bit. May 14th was, uh, was when it happened. I can okay. tell you the winners. Right, I think I announced these when oh, okay. it happened. Yeah, Uprooted by uh, Naomi Novak. Yeah, that, that was the winner. Mm-hmm. Novella was Binti by uh, Nindi... Okafor, I think you had read that last time. And Our Lady of the Open Road won Novelette. Okay. So, um, we should also... Oh, and Mad Max Fury Road won the dramatic presentation. Oh, okay. So, so that maybe tells us something, yeah. maybe doesn't. Um, and we I, already know, because you just announced them from the future. You know so. what we should have mentioned as well before we close out? The okay. Hugo Awards, because they started at a certain time, give out retro awards. And mm. I think I've mentioned this before. Um, yeah. So leading up, so the awards years they've been doing the retros, 1939 through uh, other ones. So let's see. We got The Sword in the Stone by T.H. White was the winner for the uh, 1939 Retroactive Award, and that okay. came out in 2014. I know Fahrenheit 451 won one of those. Okay. Uh, yes, it did. And we both read that. Uh, let's see. This year's Retroactive Award is for 1941. So the winner isn't announced yet, or it was announced. Ah. Uh, you got Slan, The Reign of Wizardry, Calicane, The Ill-Made Knight, and Grey Lensman. I haven't mm. heard of any of those. Wow, me neither. Isaac Asimov won in, for the 1946 one, The Mule. I just picked up an Asimov book over the weekend called the, hum- that. the Human Brain. I don't know that one, man. That sounds interesting. Um, Robert A. Heinlein won Farmer in the Sky for his 1951 retroactive, and 1954's was Fahrenheit 451. Okay. 
So cool. Let's get off the Hugo Awards because all our listeners are. Oh, they're gone. It. Yeah, they're gone. They now. left. No, it's just it's basically just our wives and a few close friends at yeah, this point. So yeah. thanks, pals, for yeah. for sticking with us through and through. Yeah. Anything upcoming uh, that we want to remember? We still want uh, suggestions for author spotlights and different things. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? We did have a Twitter question that I said that we were going to get to this time. So let me pull that up. Do you? Yeah, this was from uh, a Twitter user, the Burf. If you'll recall, he says, uh, all the book show love to hear about how one differenti- differentiates between comics versus graphic novels and advice on titles to start with in different <gasps> Look, the first question is arbitrary. Is that the right word? Arbitrary? Maybe. I, I always say comics are their single issue form yeah. and graphic novels are their collected form. However, yeah. I usually would. You also would call something a graphic novel if it was originally presented in graphic novel. Yeah, form. I tend to think of graphic novels as a closed, open and closed story, okay. rather than like you know six issues of the latest Batman. I mean, I, I guess right. like sort of colloquially we would call that a graphic yeah. novel, but I think if you want to really yeah. get down and dirty with it, you would say that like a That's graphic a good one novel too. is. Yeah. Uh, People have been yeah. arguing about the term graphic novel yeah. since it's they true. came up with the term. So I guess, you know, really it's not a huge difference, but that's yeah. that's probably what yeah. I would say if you had to. Watchmen is a comic and it's a graphic novel. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, it, those are the issues yeah. that it is. It's not yeah. like there's one collection yeah. and then That's true. I wouldn't on, call so. like Uncanny X-Men 350 right. a graphic novel. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's an issue. Yeah. Um, so where to start? Where to start? Uh, yeah. At your local David A. Hale Public Library yeah, graphic true. novel collection. Check it out. Now I don't know. It depends if he likes superheroes or not. See, I don't have enough information about well, this person. I need to know. Right. Just does give, he give, like superheroes? Shout out a good superhero. A good, a good superhero, superhero graphic, graphic novel. novel. Yeah. <gasps> I'm gonna yeah. panic. I'm gonna panic. Oh, yeah. don't I don't panic. know. Batman Year One. Oh, that's good. That actually Whew. is a good one because it's. Uh, oh boy. I mean, the nice thing about that is because Batman, he's a superhero. Yeah, it's only but four it's issues. Very grounded and very yeah. down to earth. It's like of a it, pulpy noir. Yeah, and a lot of it you're following uh, Commissioner Gordon. So I think that would actually be that's a good pull okay. because it kind of gets you into the superhero world, but it's also very simple yeah. uh, to get into. So that's a good one. If you don't like superheroes, I don't know. Do you yeah. have a non-superhero graphic novel that you like? Yeah, I have some. I mean, I would probably say, uh, along with that, Batman: The Long Halloween would be another one to yeah. just go because it's it's sort of iconic. Batman's at this point, the one to go with. It's, uh, like. it's true. I mean, yeah. I, I, there are probably more uh, relatable Batman stories that yeah. you can just uh, grab onto. Things I've read recently, I really enjoyed Oyster War by oh, Ben yeah. Towel. Uh, that's that's pretty straightforward. It's mm-hmm. a little. A little tinge with the supernatural. Um, I love all the stuff with uh, Brian Lee O'Malley stuff, whether right. it's uh, Seconds is his most oh, yeah. recent. Uh, Scott Pilgrim's another good one. I'd also suggest Fables for non-superhero oh, readers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't read that, okay. but uh, I, I've heard good things about it. So there's so many things. there's so many places to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- those are probably a few yeah. good starts. I mean, another V for Vendetta. That's another sort of classic of the genre. Non superhero. Uh, yeah. Non superhero. I mean, blankets is the one that's on mm-hmm. the top of every. List, I actually so. wrote like a blog a while ago. I can't remember where it is. Okay. Uh, about like graphic novels for mm-hmm. those who don't like superheroes. Mm-hmm. But maybe this maybe this guy loves superheroes. Maybe he does. So we just. In which don't case, know. I can't. I wouldn't be able to shut up. We can't but we will that. shut up so because anyway. we've talked a lot about Hugo's uh, time travel rules. Yes. Uh, graphic novel choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's time to uh, give our listeners a break. Next, yeah. next week, Wrap we'll be less up. geeky. That's right. We should stop apologizing for the geekiness. I'm not apologizing at all. Oh, okay. Thanks to The Burf for the mm-hmm. question. Remember to send us any uh, suggestions on topics you'd like us to discuss, authors you'd like to tell us about. Yeah. We will be featuring Alexander McCall Smith down the road, so send yeah. us anything about that. 
Uh, any other author suggestions that you have? Yeah. We'd love to cover them. What else do we got? Can, anything going on at the library this week? I mean, we're about to hit September, so this is like the eye of the storm. Yeah, so. it's true. It's true. Uh, our senior citizen matinee, which is Tuesday at two o'clock, uh, we're, we're showing Adam's Rib, classic Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn. The next yeah. one, which is September, is going to fall in Band Books Week, so yeah. we're going to do uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, I guess we can announce September 9th, mm-hmm. We're showing the new Jungle Book movie, oh, the live cool. action one, Disney as one. our after school movie. So that's Friday at three thirty. Our last, uh, our last summer matinee. For kids, Wednesday morning, Snow Dogs, Cuba Gooding Jr. Sure, yeah. Coming, uh, yeah. coming Wednesday, 10.30. Actually, that's uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s last I family so. matinee yeah, for probably. us. So, yeah. sorry, um, Cuba. Book clubs are currently reading Face of a Stranger by Ann Perry. Yeah. We're going to be doing uh, Girl on a Train with Paula Hawkins right after that, so that's coming up shortly. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, Love May Fail by Matthew Quick is contemporary classics. We should do a spotlight on uh, trains. We should. That would be fun. So, tie in with your girl so <laughs> as usual you can find us on Twitter at all the book yeah. show Facebook David Ahao Public Library uh, SoundCloud yeah YouTube SoundCloud.com slash all the books YouTube yeah. as Eric said iTunes uh, you can find us in basically every local paper it seems like the last couple like of it, days yeah. so thanks to the uh, Cuba Patriot and Wellsville Daily yeah. Reporter for featuring us thanks to STLS for the award and for featuring us on yeah. their Friday follow up blog thanks thanks for my mom for helping me get here yeah. got nothing but mad love for you the music's playing yeah oh thanks for Jim Jimmy you know what you did and you helped me get there I gotta go the Lord too alright tune in next week episode 54 we'll see you then bye bye